Good afternoon, Fabcasters. This is our bar with the drive time with some good reflections. And uh, so we came back from our vacation and our dogs were put in a boarding, in a little boarding facility, basically like a, a Ritz for the dogs. I mean, they got walked every day. They basically got treated real good. And uh, I went to go pick them up the other day. And the workers, there was about, there was three staff members out there in the lobby. And this place, I mean, they're, they're, they're known, they're like world renowned for producing uh, competition breeds and grooming. And they got like pictures all over the wall of different, they love Bichons. But like they, they showed me like that Bichon right there was ranked number one in the nation. And that one was ranked number five. And so they just totally love the breed of dog that we brought in there. Um, but my dogs, you know, I don't pay for them to get fancy schmancy haircuts. I just cut it myself with the, with the scissors and I bought some shears and I just shave them down because I don't like fleas. Which I guess in the dog competition world, that's a, that's a major insult. Especially when my blades got dull and I just finished the rest with scissors and it looked like a mangy mutt homeless dog who has been neglected. So this master groomer came out and um, she felt so bad for Shopau. We got a dog named Shopau because why? Well, because he's white on the outside and meat on the inside. Shopau. Shopau is a Filipino food. White on the outside, meat on the inside. Anyways, she starts kissing Shopau, the dog, and she says, Mama Bijan is here. And he just starts kissing the dog. And I'm like, oh, that dog's dirt. That dog stinks. He hasn't had a bath in, in weeks. Um, and he smells like, you know, he's been in a kennel. So she starts kissing him and she's like, oh my goodness, his nails. And she cuts his nails and she starts grooming him. And um, I'm like, man, these people are amazing. All, all the staff workers smelled like dogs and they were all dirty which was a great sign for me because they love dogs. They were like kissing the dogs, hugging the dogs. They smelt like dogs. And it just reminded me of this. Like a good dog hand, a good dog person is indicated by the fact that they smell like dogs. And which brings me to this point, what does a good shepherd look like? Well, a good shepherd will never look like a sheep, but he will smell like a sheep. A good dog handler will never look like a dog, should look, never look like a dog, but they will smell like dogs. The word shepherd is the same Greek word for pastor, poimain. Sometimes translated shepherd, sometimes translated pastor. should be translated pastor, but a pastor is a shepherd of sheep. So what makes a good pastor? The fact that he doesn't look like sheep, but he smells like sheep. And then I, and then I began to think, and I, I bought a book that said they smell like sheep. That's what, I haven't read it yet, but I bought it just because of the title. And uh, I was thinking about that. So this one's dedicated to all the pastors out there. What does a good pastor look like? Well, he should smell like his sheep because he's rubbing up on, he's doing life with them. Whatever mess the sheep are in, he's in there 
with them. That's what a good shepherd looks like. He's been carrying the sheep. They, they've, been, they've been through the same stuff together. And so I thought of uh, some passages here. First, First Peter 5, 2 through 3 says, it's, now, it's the Apostle Peter talking. Um, and he says here, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you. Not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering of those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And there's many other passages about being a pastor, but I just wanted to highlight that one because it's this sense of being a pastor as being a shepherd, ex- exercising oversight. But, but I want to highlight that it's being examples. I mean, what, what are we being examples of? Now, I think <clears throat> the example that pastors should set for the flock is one that shows the flock, I need a savior just like everybody else. So it's not like, let me help you poor people who need the savior, but it's, man, I'm gonna be vulnerable and transparent as well. Like, I, I wanna show you and demonstrate to the flock my desperate need for the Savior. And as we do life together, yes, I've been given a different calling, I've been given different gifts, but at the same time, what brings us together is our need for the Savior. That's why a pastor wouldn't be uh, domineering. He wouldn't be um, exercising poor oversight over the flock that's been given to him. But he'd be sort of this shepherd of the soul. He'd be this uh, doctor of the soul and, and be able to just be vulnerable as well. I think, that's, I think that's what a good pastor looks like. Anyways, what's a good pastor? Well, he's one that might not necessarily look like the sheep, but he will definitely smell like them. All right, Fabcasters, I hope and pray that you, you get under the teaching of a loving pastor who can show you just how vulnerable he is, just how much he needs the Savior. I pray, pray that the church that you are involved in has a plurality of pastors leading and teaching, exhorting the flock, and that it's the right that it's the right one for you. Anyways, talk to you guys later. I love you guys. Bye.